0: hello hello welcome how are you
1: i'm good i'm good so the first question so how is the cat now
0: cat is recovering very well actually cat is um ashley is uh yeah uh, so her viral meds took a couple days to arrive i just started that yesterday but for the past couple days i bought a nebulizer and i bought this chelated silver um, that was of a grade that could be put in the nebulizer and uh to administer as medicine and apparently chelated silver is a natural viral killer okay. and they they even make it in a gel form to help people who have been stabbed uh heal It helps heal wounds and uh I, I it's been working really well, like I'd say she, she's she's not breathing out of her mouth anymore with it open. Uh, She's been eating more and more every day. She's drinking water again, and she's trying to get out of the room and escape. So everybody, I want to say thank you. Everybody should know that Uva donated $2,500 just for the diagnostics to find out what the hell was going on. And uh, all you guys out there, you donated and you helped pay for the medication. So I want to say thank you to everybody out there. I want to say I want everybody to say thank you to Uva Ball, because it is amazing. He's he's a wonderful person. He's a good friend, and he loves animals. And I I wish that somebody out there in the news would pick up on this because this is a heartwarming story. He didn't have to put that money out there to save this cat, but the cat owes him and you guys her life. So thank you.
1: No, I'm very happy that I could do this. And uh, I felt like relief when you said it actually looks like it works because I mean an operation is always a high risk and a high cost, right so, yeah,
0: they said that it would be seven to ten thousand dollars for the operation. When right. I got there, and more than more than likely, the cat would have had to have been put down if that was the option.
1: Crazy, no? yeah, no, but good that it worked out, and it looks like it works out, right? So if you if you get the medication now, the medication makes it worse. Then maybe use only your other thing. You know what you bought, and and uh, oh, but- they're both
0: working. The viral meds was- is working okay. too.
1: No, that is important. I think that uh, is very good. Yeah, so uh, then we can continue. I, wa- I watched yesterday The Whale with, oh uh, Brandon Fraser uh, where he plays that super super fat guy where he won an Oscar for and uh, I was um, pleasantly surprised uh, how the movie played out because it plays all in one room basically because he cannot really move anymore and uh, Did you watch it? Did you saw this?
0: (laughs) I didn't see the movie, but I saw people's reactions to it on Twitter, and people were complaining that the music and the way that they shot it made people fat-phobic. And I was like, what the fuck did they... What kind of music did they expect to frame him eating, like binge eating all that food? Did they want, like, happy band music? Like... Like, of course, it's going to look grotesque, you know? People are ridiculous to complain about that.
1: Yeah, but it it the thing is, it didn't really uh, look grotesque in a way because... Uh, the the makeup the body the fat suit he had on the legs the belly there are scenes where he's naked in the shower so Show, you know like water on like plastic in a way uh, that it, that it all it looks absolutely photorealistic perfect so the makeup job the silicone uh, fat suit job was like out of the world I mean that was really the best special effects makeup I ever saw in my life. Uh, and I I think the good choice from Darren Arafnovsky, whatever the, the, the director he, you remember he made like very dark films in general and is that it's not a really dark film. It's a very sentimental, sad film because his life partner died. We never getting uh, the info. And then, uh, uh, and then he started eating, so he was not always so fat. And so he also was divorced from before, has a daughter, where he basically cut the contact when she was eight. And she comes to him and uh, hates him and is totally shocked. Like, she tells him, like, what the fuck, how you look like? Like, you know, like the total, uh, uh, it's kind of a fucked up situation, of course, you know. And the first reaction from her was, oh my God, then they maybe get also so fat <laughs> if it's in the genes, right? So, but it's a very sad film, of course, and uh, in, it has something because he doesn't play a simple guy. He is a, um, he's doing college online courses where he teach other people about literature. So he's intelligent, he's not stupid, but he still felt in that addiction to, uh, to eat. You know, and then he got so fat he couldn't move anymore and and he couldn't get out of the house.
0: So Online, people were kind of debating, like, in the scenes where he was eating the food, they're like, do people really eat like that if they're fat? Like, he was eating, like, pickles with, like, Cheerios and, like, mustard and, like, all this weird shit that it was a little exaggerated. Like, pizza, like...
1: (laughs) I well, know he no if he ate the pizza, like two pizzas, and then he had always that kind of the his helper. She brought always the like a subway sandwich or whatever, and then he had the whole bucket of uh, Kentucky fried um, chicken breasts and whatever the fried stuff. Yum. And he had, <laughs> and then he ate the whole bucket. Basically, so he was like eating and eating and eating. I can only imagine how he felt eating yeah. all of this. And I remembered in postal. We had that super fat woman from Texas. Uh, oh yeah, uh, so, and I had also seen, I think, in the deleted scenes or whatever. Oh, I know the one scene inside the the trailer park where she eats and eats and eats, and but she was similar, but in real, without, <laughs> without uh, silicone, uh, similar big as he was in the film. But wow. uh, I, I think it was was a great. Uh, performance it deserved the oscar and uh definitely uh better as uh... a lot of other films who who got out this year you know where you feel like uh what was really what was your favorite film of the year
0: who me yeah Oh, if you, uh, if you
1: vote now for for the top three of this year. So, what what would you vote for?
0: Oh god, that's a hard fucking question. Um, what's the best movie of the year? Sure. It's like I complain about them mostly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I have to first admit. A lot of the big theatrical
0: films I didn't even watch. Those are the only ones I've seen. It's the mostly movies in the theater. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like I'd say, this whole year, most of the movies have been like 2.5 out of 5. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. that, surprisingly, Barbie was one of the better reviewed movies of the year. I wouldn't say I loved it, but that was probably one of the better films of the year, which is really shocking.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's really. Uh, I have here a whole list by the numbers from the numbers, and I have to admit, uh, when you see what was released every month, every. You can basically say that per month, when you do also not only theatrical, when you do also uh, streaming films, right? Or like bigger films that go straight to, uh, to screen,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: you are on at least five, six hundred films a month yeah so and that is like of course crazy you know for example i never saw cocaine bear and it was already started february 22 like almost a year ago and i really wanted to watch that but i missed it out and now i don't know even where it is where it gets uh, streamed you know i remember this year also too late i watched babylon what was a great film from Damon yeah before,
0: you know i really want to see that actually
1: very good and uh, now the whale was very good uh look here creed 3 was a success but i was not the biggest fan of it i no. watched dungeons and dragons sing the honor among thieves because also michelle rodriguez what and, and i was there was with, with walter in i liked it but i think the ninja turtles film was better was in a way funnier uh, and yeah, mean,
0: the Ninja Turtles is popular with the kids right now. I know that.
1: Yeah. I never watched
0: the new Scream film. Oh, <laughs> that sucked. That was horrible. Yeah, I got very bad reviews, right? So, oh. uh, yeah, It sucked really bad. It was like... Um, it could have been... Okay, like there's a scene where there's a guy who's in a fridge, and he's been chopped into pieces, and there's no blood anywhere. <laughs> what the fuck? Like... Why? Was it not R-rated? Or well, I don't know. It's just unrealistic. Like they, they want to make it so like the person doesn't know that the killer is there waiting for them, and then when they open the fridge, it's like, what did the killer do? Like drain their blood and then carefully put that stuff in there so they would find them. Like the logic, it didn't make any sense. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> and then I was uh, I watched uh, and I hated it too. Shazam the second shazam oh god the first
0: one was terrible yeah
1: no the second one was it already the first one had like a few good jokes and the second one was just a total disaster the same like the flesh was crap john wick four i'm very mad about john wick four because it's so overdone and when i read the reviews before i watched it, a masterpiece almost three hours of breathless action blah 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 and then you watch it and you think it lost their heart the, f- the film has no heart it has no uh, uh it's just the money grab nothing else an unrealistic action scenes, total absurd like yeah total. by the
0: end by the end of john wick 3 they were kind of running out of steam so i could imagine part four was like you know
1: no, it should it should never be done. It should be it should be And now we got shot in the fourth one. I hope it's really, really over. and uh, I mean it was a success again. that is a bad sign you know that they didn't go for it. Then also here Indiana Jones was shit. Uh, yeah uh, there was a lot of crap out actually.
0: There. I know Yeah.
1: and I just watched the Christmas both Christmas films on on Netflix with Jennifer Gunner and Ed Burns that they had a few good jokes where they switched the bodies
0: with their kids and uh but i like ed burns ed burns is a good guy i met him in new york and he was trying to teach me how to do good work on sets he was trying to teach a bunch of people in new york who were upcoming uh and teach them the ropes and he was a very nice gentleman it was that was a long time ago that was like over 20 years ago i want to say no no i think he's a great guy but
1: look in Hangover. He, they went for it, right? So like that yeah. but of course in the Christmas thing now it's all so PG that it's, is it isn't really funny. Eh, it's like half ass <laughs> But it was definitely better as the Eddie Murphy Christmas movie. I saw that. What, yeah. What is what is on uh, uh, Amazon, right? Uh, that was also not so good. And Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. I don't know. I like the Fincher film, The Killer. Was yeah. a fast binder, but uh, was it a great film? No. It was also kind of easy to shoot, to be honest with. Uh, like all off text and very, like, he's basically alone the whole film and
0: some extras. So. Uh, the, the biggest problem with the movies this year is that the majority of them are kind of just middle of the road films. They don't take any real chances. They're kind of like bland and formulaic. Yeah. Very few of the films really stood out, I feel.
1: Yes. For example, also the Guardians of the Galaxy thing. that was the final one, what was good. Hope, I mean, hopefully it's the final one. You never know. People, they tried, I read an article that they tried to reanimate Iron Man like that Robert Downey Jr. is playing a bit again. But he stayed strong and said, no, it's over. So uh, now they will bring a different Iron Man at one point. Then the Fast and the
0: Furious film was horrible. Total shit. Well, you know what they're going to do with Iron Man, what they did in the comics.
1: No, right? like how many people played Batman so far? Four or five? How many people played Spider-Man so far? You know, it, it will be a different Iron Man popping up at one point and they It's
0: will... a female Iron Man in the comics. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it's a girl and she's black and I'm sure people will get really pissed off about it. I don't really see a problem with it, but people seem to not like change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, they, they, the,
1: lives that that they would they hype that up right now. Past lives with the Chinese actors. Oh. That was like it, it's hyped up for the Oscars already. Then Transformers was not so bad. I have to say that was one of the best Transformer films. Rise of the Beast. I watched this. And I'm just, I'm in the thing of watching uh, the Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke film on uh, Netflix right now.
0: Did you, you,
1: that is like, they go on a weekend trip with the kids and then they're on the beach and like a big tanker is like far away and comes closer and closer. And they're like, why is that tanker? Don't stop. And then the tanker drives all the way to the beach. Uh, horrible CGI, by the way. Horrible CGI. And then they go back to the house, and there's a power outage all over US. And the owner of the house, they did Airbnb, came back. That is uh, uh, the Marsala, Ali Masala, from Moonlight, the guy. So, uh, and that is where I am right now. So I will I will finish this, but. It has something to it, but I don't know. You know, it's it's also like it it could be a disappointment in the end or it could be good. I don't know. But I will definitely uh, follow this up. Now yeah.
0: You know what movie looks good is that John Woo Christmas movie.
1: What is the name?
0: Uh I think it's called Silent Night.
1: And it's an action film?
0: an action film it's out in the theater right now let me take a look let's see john woo 2023 silent night yep and it's on christmas eve a man witnesses the death of his young son when the boy gets caught in crossfire between warring gangs recovering from a wound that cost him his voice he soon embarks on a bloody and grueling quest to punish those responsible yeah. It's with it's with the guy from the RoboCop remake from 2014.
1: Okay, and a lot of other films I didn't watch, like my big fat Greek wedding part three. Garbage, <laughs>
0: garbage. Yeah, uh, so much
1: crap. And then Expendables was horrible, horrible, Man. horrible. I mean, really, the big franchises this year basically all sucked. They were all trying to have another money maker, money grab. And only the two new big things, Oppenheimer and Barbie, really performed, where you feel like, wow, they went for it. Even the, the, the Mission Impossible, in a way, failed totally. It got it got destroyed by Barbie.
0: Yeah, yeah so much that they changed the sequel. Like it says, uh, Dead Reckoning Part 1. There's not going to be a Dead Reckoning Part 2. They're changing their course after the reception to that film.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Okie dokie. So, now, what else we have? So, Jonathan Mayer's dropped by Marvel after guilty verdict. So,
0: what do you think about it? I'm kind of torn. I mean, I haven't seen the video, but I've heard about it. And I heard that he throws, you you see him throwing her literally into the cab and apparently she grabbed his phone because he was texting another woman and he forcibly pried her fingers off the, the phone and got the phone back. Now he might be an asshole and he might have done something wrong, which I believe he did. Uh, But I don't believe that he should pay the price with his entire career because what's going to happen is these five films that will not be released cost Netflix and all these other people a lot of fucking money, Disney, and they're not going to want to work with him again. They're going to see him as a liability. So his entire career is going to be blacklisted. These films, including that Spike Lee film, is going to be put on the shelf. And I think that's really fucking extreme, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I agree. It's, uh, uh, when you really see, so he was acquitted of a few things and then he got two counts of whatever, two counts of assault and aggravated harassment and right away dropped everything. You know, Marvel dropped him, the agent dropped him and I would say here to jonathan Mayers, if you ever listen to our podcast what i highly doubt like see who are your friends you know because all that actors they always think the, the the manager the agents whatever are uh my friends friends would not drop you like this you know because he didn't kill somebody he didn't rape somebody yeah. I mean, he, he made a mistake, you know He's a, maybe an aggressive person has a ballast from early on and but now this kind of behavior is already unex, like, unexcusable in the business. You're canceled forever. You know I, he will be not canceled forever. He, uh, he will come back, but uh, he will come back tainted like a Johnny Depp, you know who what he really did. I don't know. You know, watch. Well, the
0: majors are never going to forget the money that they lost on the films that they had to put on the shelf, and they're not going to want to put up with him again. I know that. They're going to look at it as a financial liability, and that's going to be that. And plus, let's not forget that this industry is incredibly racist, and he's Black, so they're going to get rid of him if they can, just because that's the way that this fucking industry is. It's incredibly racist. you know what I mean? No, totally. But... On The
1: other hand, I was also never a Jonathan Mayer's
0: fan. Oh, neither am
1: I. No, so I, I don't even want to see He's a great actor. I never saw <laughs> this a great actor. I think in the Creed 3, he was kind of like, uh, oh, yeah, what, what should I say, but not really believable, like this stone faced guy, whatever. I, I, I Creed 3, I, I didn't like the film at all. It destroys the whole uh, ideology and, 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 and the, the, the emotions what we all had with Rocky and, uh, it's, um and they do know the Nazar Creed, and um, it was a big mistake to to take uh, Stallone off uh, the Rocky franchise, uh, you know, like what Irvin Winkler did there, um, that he didn't want to have him involved at all because Stallone was the heart of Rocky, and uh, Creed is is a spin-off of Rocky. So, uh, yeah, I'm not the biggest uh, fan from him as an actor. I think he was very hyped up without a, a real reason, but i think also he should definitely not be cancelled because of this he will do some community service you know some counseling and that should be no reason uh, the situation now to never hire him again i think that is uh, silly uh,
0: and, and and stupid in a way so cuz uh, i'm not even talking about his marvel stuff i'm just saying that he's it's very early in his career he's a young man and people should cut him some slack when i was young I did a lot of stupid things too. Maybe not like anything that would be put on the front page of a newspaper. And that's what sucks about being somebody on that level where everybody's always watching you all the time. If you make one mistake, one judgment in character, it will haunt you. And it's going to consume you because, you know, um, he's the head of Disney's Marvel franchise. All eyes are on him. So I feel kind of bad for him in a way. Mm-hmm.
1: No, for, that is the thing. You know, I think it's definitely in a way kind of an injustice uh, what happened there. And uh, yeah, what what should we do? But I think even a bigger thing and a more real thing I posted is also posted also on Twitter is uh, our Supreme Court judge Clarence, oh. right? Who oh. now. Basically, it comes more shit out. He needs to be impeached. He has abused his power, must be removed from the Supreme Court. Somebody tweeted and
0: completely,
1: uh, uh, it's unbelievable. You know, he threatened to quit the court unless he he got a pay raise. And then billionaires started secretly funding his luxury lifestyle and making payments to his wife and so on. I mean, how can this guy be in the Supreme Court and not getting thrown out now? That is the plain and simple. Absolutely. That guy is corrupt. Right. So I mean, it can't uh, be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. I, I I am shocked at it. Honestly, I think he's corrupt, just like you said. And I don't think that anything's going to happen because I think our system is fucking broken. You know, yeah,
1: it's ridiculous. I mean, it's really, really absolutely ridiculous and and not okay that this guy stays on because he also, of course, uh, is totally a right-wing, super-religious
0: nut. You know, he's, he's like completely out of it. And uh, Let's not forget that when he got um, nominated to the Supreme Court, he was Accused of sexual harassment by Anita Hill, right? Yeah. And he said that she, he, like her pubic hairs were in his Coca Cola or something like that. Like, oh, God, fucking weirdo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and today there was another. There was a poll in the in Gaza, and so about the seventh October seven attack. Were you supporting it or not? And fifty nine percent of the population in Gaza supported the attack from the Hamas on the Israelis. Sixteen percent supported to some extent. Eleven percent neither supported nor opposed. And only thirteen percent were opposed the uh, 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 the massacre. So, and here's the thing: every day now, Israel gets more shit by the UN and everything. Right now, I would say 90% of the Earth thinks Israel is doing a, uh, a genocide in Gaza, kills 20, 30, 40,000 people, and is going completely out of proportion as the answer on, for that massacre. But we shouldn't forget 110 hostages still somewhere underground, and the Hamas could stop it all in like capitulation, right? So it's not like they really find uh, they really find this this thing here. You know, it's it's like total ridiculous. I mean, it's like they don't find the hostages, they don't find the Hamas, and the population is just uh, the victims, and they're running away and whatever. But in, but but as we see with the poor likes this in a way they're still supporting this. You know, they 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 still think. Uh, that the Hamas are doing them good or that Hamas is doing the right thing in killing as many Israelis as they can. And that is that, that we cannot leave this. I'm also not pro-killing everybody in Gaza and killing so many people in Gaza. And I feel for them and I feel for the dead children, whatever, right? But when I see, for example, John Cusack on Twitter, the actor, he's completely pro-Gaza, pro- completely, like, basically pro uh, uh, you almost have to say pro-Hamas because he never said anything about the situation of the Israelis and the massacre or whatever. But like, I know he comes from a good point of like, he wants to be, he wants to have peace and harmony and justice. And he thinks that the Israelis are basically invaded that country and kept it. But it, that is all not true. I posted the Bill Mayer monologue from his last show before Christmas, and it's, it's the Israel, it is it's where they're always. And the Palestinians were only like. There was a part of a population, but they never had that con- country. It was not Palestina. And then Israel came there and took it away from them. They never had a country. They were spread out everywhere, as uh, in a lot of countries are uh, parts of the population, like the courts in Turkey, never had a country. But there are like 12, 13, 15% of the population in in, uh, in Turkey are Kurds. So and they want their own country, but they never had it. And similar is it with the Palestinians and people. They want their own country, but they never really had it. They were part of Jordania, uh, Lebanon, and so on and so on. They, they lived everywhere. You know, so it's like like kind of a tribe, you know, the Siberians or the, the Mongol people from Mongolia. They say we are Mongols, Mongols, right? And we are, we are like Siberians, whatever. But they are—they don't have a country. They are part of Russia. So, and that is the thing. What is like, I think, in a lot of people, also in the Harvard students or what all that super crazy from the river to the sea supporters who want to annex Israel. I think they are like just dead wrong about. Judging the history and judging the whole situation. And when they're flipping completely out, that they are like houses turned to rubble now, uh, then they should say, if you don't want your people killed, hand the hostages over. Yeah, You know, if they would to hand the host, let's say the Hamas is not capital, like, not, not like getting out and say, look, arrest us or whatever. Let's say they don't do that, but they let the 110 hostages go then I think for Israel, it would be hardly to justify to continue this house-to-house search. You know, it would be harder to justify it, and I think then even Netanyahu would have to whistle the people back, you know, and tell the people, uh, the soldiers, we cannot do this anymore. We We have to stop that military uh action what we're doing
0: here number 1 we have to think ha- hamas thinks that whatever ref- people they have captured left they they call them too valuable to be traded it's because that's their collateral like without these hostages they're going to be completely attacked and they know it i would if i was israel I would look at them as already lost because with like what you said, the house to house search, they're losing soldiers. They're getting their soldiers killed. And who's to say how many of those hostages are even alive anymore? I hate to say it, but think of the lives that will be lost versus the lives that will are probably already lost. You know what I mean? Like let's try and save some of those soldiers from getting killed Let's try and do a little bit of, like, you know, realistically, those hostages, I think, are gone. I don't think they're ever coming back.
1: No, I think most of them are dead, and they don't want to admit that they are dead. That could be all. Yeah. Yeah. So, and
0: uh, I think... It could be that. That's true.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, but, I mean, uh, then they should admit it.
0: You know, they they would be powerless. They would they would have no collateral. They they'll pretend. They'll lie about it if they're dead. It sucks. It's bullshit. And I think Israel just needs to get over it. All these people who want their families back. I feel for you, but this is the reality. Yes,
1: and uh, yeah, but I mean the reality is also that Israel, if they stop doing what they're doing right now and retreat? Yeah. What What is this? What would be this?
0: I think that Hamas would regroup. Yes. It's just a fucked up situation because if you think about it, the reason why the people there support Hamas so much is because Hamas is deeply ingrained in their government. Yeah. Like, everything that takes care of them on a societal level came from Hamas because Hamas was like the infrastructure So to rid Hamas, uh, rid that entire area of Hamas is like going to the U.S. and saying we're going to cleanse the United States and rid them of the United States government. It's that would be really fucking hard to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think that this is a war that's just going to go on forever. You know, and I think that's why everyone's so like, stop, 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 because the, the end is everybody's dead, you know? Yeah, but not the
1: Israelis. I mean, they are dead. I mean, the Israelis, well, it's not like Russia, I... Ukraine, where you don't know really who will win that in the end. But I mean, it's crystal clear that Israel will win the war, but they will not stop the terrorism. You know, it's just kind of like they can now go through Gaza and whatever, you have 2 million people that are randomly being displaced and all their 50% of the buildings are rubble. But they're still alive. They still will go somewhere and the Hamas will get more money and will be coming back. Or together with the Hezbollah from the north, from the Lebanon down. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a fucked up situation because they cannot never defeat the terrorism because there are just too many countries and people in the countries ready to join the terrorist groups attacking Israel so that is definitely but they can win the war about gaza because there is no war it's just that is that what putin wanted to happen in ukraine is what the israelis actually doing in gaza putin thought he's just rolling with the tanks up to kiev and takes over the ukraine and that didn't work and now it's for him like the second vietnam war uh, and all the Afghanistan war, what Russia also lost, and they retreated before the West did the Afghanistan war and lost. And, uh, and that is the, the, the same situation now in, in the Ukraine. But I think the Israel will, of course, turn every stone around and uh, will maybe never find even the bodies, because then they can still, as you said, they can leverage the dead bodies in that nobody knows they're dead. Yeah, Yeah. so for years. And I, I watch Putin's, uh, every year he's four hours he was in Russian TV and uh, got interviewed, also from Western journalists. So two Western journalists were uh, able to ask a few questions, but he answered only two. And for me, interesting was basically that he said the military... Uh, what What is he doing there? He will not stop before all the Nazis are out of Ukraine and before uh, they are unarmed. So before they don't have uh, basically an army anymore and before he reaches other goals. And that was kind of a statement because all that months and months I always said Let's discuss and negotiate with Putin. It's the best thing to end the dying and the battle, and maybe we can make a deal with him. And uh, if he stays on what he said there, then for then it's true. then you cannot really make a deal with him uh, only if he goes away and drops various claims he has, right? He cannot, for example, He cannot say Ukraine cannot have any more army. I mean, what does that mean? Not one soldier left or what? I mean, that is ridiculous. That is like a no-go, right? Then you have to say the Nazis. I mean, that was like the, the, the fairy tale he told everybody in Russia that the Ukrainians are full of Nazis who basically killing Russians who live in Ukraine. And there were some Nazis, but you cannot say the Ukraine is full of Nazis. You know, yeah. I mean, it's totally absurd. And I saw it, or I still think that he bluffed in a TV interview and that he would sit down for negotiations, Is at least what I hope. But it's also showing it, to come to a deal is crystal clear that we, and Ukraine also, that we have to give something up they have to give some territory up and they, they, uh, you know, like stuff like this. I mean, otherwise it's an endless war. What costs uh, hundreds and hundreds of billions. It costs already between I think 200 billion already burnt down. So uh, I mean, I think
0: that the Republicans would be more like eager to fund it. If there was some kind of like a, a game plan like that in sight, you know, like uh, a negotiation table in sight because Ukraine insists that they will have all of their land and then some that Russia has already taken, the, the harbor that you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, they want that back. And like, it's noble, but they're not spending their money. You see the problem in Europe with Hungary blocking the aid. Like, if one... Of the dominoes fall over the rest of them do too you know what i mean
1: yeah no that's what i mean it's like the us would be the beginning point when trump would get elected that any support would be omitted for the ukraine yeah so he would be basically telling putin you can have the ukraine so now the ukraine hopes for europe right so now europe would say of course we help ukraine but they couldn't they could not hold it up so long as Russia holds it up.
0: yeah, it's because Russia is very tight with Hungary yeah and they would uh,
1: block it in the EU would block so then you have you would have individual countries who would maybe support the Ukraine like Germany, England, France, but the whole EU would basically more or less drop out of it and hmm. uh, you know but I mean Germany, has not enough weapons to share and to keep a war going in the Ukraine uh, forever. It's just yeah. it's just not the case, right? So, uh, and and I don't know what England would do or France would do in France. I think uh, Macron uh, will lose the next election. And he cannot even run for in the next election anymore. It's automatically blocked. So I think then maybe Le Pen will take over. And then it's the question, what will France do? Maybe they say also, like, no, we give a shit about the Ukraine. So, and now uh, you're down to like the barely minimum support. Um, the resistance in Germany is high, like, at least 50% of the population are against supporting Ukraine. And the government is all in supporting Ukraine. But I think that the pressure will mount. You know they have to. They deleted right now. We had a we had a trucker like what we had in U.S. or in Canada. You know the 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 the, the farmers with their tractors drove all through Germany uh, in front of the parliament in Berlin yesterday, and it was like a standstill on a lot of freeways because the tractors driving only like forty kilometers an hour. So and they made a, because the government had to save money, so they stopped their subsidies they got on the uh, diesel fuel of the tractors and the piece. So basically they got every year 20%, whatever they used, subsidized. And that got cut down to zero. You know, and farmers in Germany say, fuck you, government. Why you give money to the Ukraine? Why you give money to migrants? Why you give money to Gaza and you cut us? Like cut all these other stupid expenses we have. Right. So, and that is, they are not the only ones who uh, running around and say this. We spend yeah. around 80 billion a year on migrants sitting in Germany. Yeah. You know. So, 80 billion. With 80 billion, uh, you can do a lot of good in the infrastructure in your own country. You can build more schools, hire more teachers, you know, make the electricity bill and gas bill lower for everybody. Also, this they stopped. They this year they had a, a kind of a parachute for everybody for electricity and gas bills, and subsidized it. And that they also cut it now. So from January first on, gas and uh, fuel also on the gas stations and and uh, electricity will get more expensive in Germany for everybody. And no. yeah. So, but I mean, you know, this discussion will grow and I think people have never a problem to help other people or to help other nations as long it's not going against their situation. But if it's going against their wealth, their working results and it gets them more, more costly to live on a daily basis, uh, they flip out, they say like fuck all that other countries. It's the normal reaction of a population. For example, also, I mean, we have the Green Party in Germany as part of the government, right? And they made it happen that if you buy an electric car, you get 4,500 euro. It's like 5,500 US as a gift to motivate Hmm. people to buy electric cars, right? And now they're also cutting it. It's gone. And ten thousand people who ordered electric cars but didn't get them so far don't get that money now. It was oh. they, they put that up in, like that. It's immediately cut it.
0: So now it's like out of their own pocket. Yeah,
1: yeah. But look, if I would order an electric car, I would not pick it up. I would say, "Fuck that shit!" I'm stepping out of the deal. <laughs> you know. I mean, they did all of this to push electric cars to have less yeah. CO2 and less pollution and so on, right? So, and as the Green Party who says the most the most important thing is the climate change situation, how can you cut that? You know, because it was actually working. There were more yeah. electric cars bought last year as fuel-driven cars. So it, it the change is happening, but the change was only faster happening because there was this support. And I think it's absolutely insane that they allow to cut this, but don't have that idea to cut some aid uh, to they give so many countries uh, money, right? So and yeah. uh, to cut the, nothing gets cut. There or the gender secretary, we have our own gender secretary who uh, who has like million, hundreds of millions to basically <laughs> promote the whole fucking sex change stuff. And, and you know, she didn't get cut. She didn't <laughs> have to cut her budget in half, nothing. So they kept a lot of things, what they want to do, and did a lot of things not good for the environment and not good for the pocket of the average person.
0: Yeah, here in the United States, like my mom, for example, rented an electric car recently, and she had to charge it before she brought it back to the to the rental, right? and she went to one of those stations they were harder to find because there's the infrastructure just doesn't support the amount of electric cars that are being sold to the fact that like there were people in line there was like a line of six people waiting to charge up their cars when she had to charge up the car it took a long time and people were giving her nasty looks but what's she gonna do like The Republicans kind of blocked the infrastructure upgrade that Biden wanted to do to to encourage electric car purchase. So you can't really find those charging stations very many places unless you charge it at your house, you know.
1: Yeah, but not everybody has at the house like a real charger. If you put it on your normal like plug in, it takes forever
0: yeah that's what my mom that's what my mother was experiencing it took a couple hours and people were
1: pissed <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, yeah of course and uh, uh we had one uh, as a rental in vancouver last time we, we were in vancouver and we had we had no charger and there was no charging stations and it was winter it was last year uh, christmas and then we had to put the cable out of the garage and charge it overnight and when it charged the whole night every night It was under 45, 50%.
0: Oh, God.
1: After 12 hours. Jesus. That is horrible. And that is like I
0: said, forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the gas might be bad for the environment, but right now they make it the most convenient way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So things need to change.
1: Yeah, everything's changing. So what you're expecting for, I mean, it's not our last show this year, but what are your hopes for next year, globally and for yourself?
0: uh, Well, you know, I'm getting married next year in April. I might drop the live stream to everybody out there so you guys can watch the wedding. I know you'll watch the wedding. Will it be at
1: Elvis, the Elvis Chapel in Las Vegas?
0: No, we're at the Kiss Chapel, so it's like the the, the band Kiss is going to marry us.
1: <laughs> ah, they have that doubles right, but so they're perfect. Yeah,
0: it's not the real Kiss. I had to explain that to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be fun. We have a rock and roll wedding at the Rio. It's going to be a lot of fun. And because I'm going into this relationship, you know, I never thought I would get married again. And I want it to be a functional relationship. Like I want to be proactive, even though there's no problems right now. I want us to go into couples therapy because I want it to work. And I want, I don't want that communication to break down. I don't want that passion to go away. And I don't want to just go to the therapist at the very last minute when we actually have a problem. Uh, When, you know what I mean? I, I think that, trying to maintain healthy relationships uh, going into the new year and beyond trying to like, you know, examine myself and make myself a better person just for like, you know, like I I don't want to get pissed off as much anymore. I want to enjoy life. I want to care less about the things that don't really matter and get my stress down. And hopefully I'll make a lot of money and, you know, uh the, the sky's the limit for the future. I really just want to go forward with positivity and uh and hope for the best and really try, you know what I mean? Really try to do my best.
1: Yeah, that is very good and it makes sense. And uh, when I when my first marriage ended, uh, and you were also married before, um, yeah. I've I've wrote in my uh book, what I've wrote about, not my marriage, but about my films at that point, I've wrote that I will never fight for a relationship. So, and I, I, and then everybody said, how can you not fight? You have to fight for a relationship. Absolutely. And I said, no, not, not the way you think. Uh, what I meant is that everything went down the toilet and then we tried to go to a counselor. Right. Yeah. And it, But it was far beyond repair. Yeah, and That is what I meant. That specific situation when I went through my first marriage was there was just every attempt to stay together because we had our son was bullshit. It was just, it was dead. And if there's no love anymore, it will not just drop back. If it's like, like a cold relationship already. And it's just, like individual, it, you moved on, right, basically. Not that yeah. you had new partners, but you were, a, it was just like, it was so awkward, so wrong, and then so a bad feeling that you didn't want it to be at home in the same house. You didn't want it to, uh, you know, and that is what I meant. The key is what you said. On a relationship, you have to work from day one on, that it's working and that it's, that when you think you're totally in love and that everything is perfect and whatever, right? Uh, yeah, but you have to do a lot that it stays on with passion, with love, with understanding, with talking together. And I like, I mean, Natalie works here in the house on her tribella.com. I work here also in my office the whole time, but we're in the same house. But we calf out and whatever, you know, walk the dogs together have the breakfast together, like talking together or watching a show together. That is the thing what easily gets less and less and less in a relationship. You know, going alone without water for a dinner. You know, with a kid at the table, it's always like you talk only with the kid about the kid or the kid talks to you. So it's different, right? You need the date night out. You need this kind of stuff. And I think a lot of relationships, Everything gets so, and it's of course it is redundant. It's, it continues, but you have to keep the flame on. Yeah, you know that is I think the the main the main uh, key. You know.
0: Yeah, everybody here. I'll tell you just really quick before we wrap this up. Well, I got divorced. Uh, my ex-wife had checked out for at least two years they call it a tsunami divorce where like, you're the last person to see it coming. And, uh, one day I was home on, I was home from work uh, on a break, I think. And I went to the bathroom and she left a note on the toilet saying like, you should know by now that I want a divorce and I've checked into a hotel and it was like, boom. And I was freaked the fuck out. You were the first person I talked to, uh, I was just a mess. Uh, I think I drove to a casino two hours, stayed there five minutes, and then drove all the way back home just because I was like not thinking. It was really bizarre. But I want to say thank you to Uva Ball for being the support during that that I needed. He gave me the advice to just accept what was happening you know what i mean it is what it is and there's nothing really i can do to change her mind i shouldn't be that guy who's like please like that's pathetic and i got out of the relationship we were able to we're we're quote unquote friends she's a good person it didn't work out i learned a lot from that relationship and i think going forward this next relationship is going to be much more healthy because of i learned everything so much from that relationship and you too. your 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 first wedding marriage was not so great and look at you now you've made you've really come so far i feel
1: no it's true it's like it the the fit was better it's also a lot of times the fit is just not there you have an illusion about somebody then you think you totally are in love and you don't see what kind of things you do together or you love together and you you know you have to uh it's always like when people say uh the opposites are drawing to each other and it's good not to have a partner who is exactly like you and thinks exactly like you in every subject matter on earth that is also not good but if you don't have this kind of same like things you enjoy together for example then it's tough after a while, you know. If somebody is a total vegan and you want meat all the time, it's tough. If if you know if somebody doesn't want to go to the movies, but you're a movie buff, uh, and she wants to go only to the opera, you know, like then these are like things where you will never come together because yeah. for example i hate the opera i would never go so I means she would go alone to the opera i would go alone to the movies whatever like but stuff like this in the end really matters you know like in the in if if you have no like uh uh, if you whatever if your hobby is to go on bike rides together whatever but if nothing fits that also doesn't work so there have to be common things where you both you both like it and uh, and i think also the way you see the world i mean i'm not seeing the world like natalie uh, but she has a great sense of humor and me too we make jokes about everything and i think that is uh super important that you also don't Uh, that you're not embarrassed for your partner. That was a little in my first match, the case, actually. I think she was embarrassed about my very dark and under the belt humor. (laughs) I could could could, could told her, like, just watch Postal before we get married, you know, so, uh, I mean, but that is the thing. It's like, uh, you cannot be, when you you come from different classes or something, you know, and uh, I don't think I could be together with somebody who uh, comes from a super rich, not only super rich background, but also this kind of royal background. We go to a ball over Christmas and dressing up in a smoking or bullshit like this. I could never do it. I could never be a member of a stupid club, you know, like where you have like that golf, uh, high-end golf uh, club or Oh. this collapse and stuff like this you know where you're, where you're in this society and like
0: mar-a-lago yes yeah, like, like trump's like club
1: yeah and when, before i made any u.s film i was in texas in uh, uh, san antonio because i knew from when i worked at taunus film i knew the a woman her husband owned tropicana so oh. the, yeah, so I was really rich and I saw an opportunity that they invited me to San Antonio and I saw an opportunity like maybe I can raise money there. So I came and they lived basically on the golf course. And then there was uh, in, the, in the golf club, a guy invited 150 t- people to a lunch. So we went there, we were sitting at the lunch and then he put up a, a screen and showed, and I'm not lying, His photos, he made in his Thailand holidays, but there were not photos where you feel like, I mean, if I invite 150 people to show them my photos, I'm better a great photographer and I whatever shot with a hustle blood, sensational photos from Thailand. But it would be, I'm not lying, like you and me would have our cell phone going for a two weeks holiday to Thailand and just making photos of our food and other shit. And that he chose <laughs> to 150 people at the lunch. And I was sitting there like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I told that woman, I said, what the fuck is that? Is this guy out of his mind? That are the shittiest photos I ever saw, right? So that is where I cannot hold it then anymore. And that is where I know I never fit in, in situations like this. <laughs> you know, yeah. And they were all sitting there, people like, you know, they're, Interrupted their work time. Went there, had a two and a half hours lunch, and that guy whatever shelved out five grand for the stupid lunch. Yeah, you know, total bullshit.
0: Right? Oh my god! Yeah, so,
1: but that is the thing where you know there. I cut the case, and I would never make any if I would not. I mean, I didn't raise money there, but uh, it was just like total
0: bullshit. Now, yeah.
1: okay, let's wrap it up. uh We maybe before the new year do one more and. Uh,
0: yeah, everybody. Oh, everybody
1: They're not doing anything before Christmas. So Merry Christmas to everybody, and then maybe before the new year, we pull something. Out.
0: Yeah, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Follow us on Twitter, and uh, share the show so we can grow. And think about everything that we've presented to you. Uh, we all deserve happiness and to grow in our lives. And hopefully, you know, this new year can be. Your year, too. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Bye. 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 Bye.